With me at his home in Bow, New Hampshire is Ron Abramson. Welcome, Ron, to the program. Thanks. Thank Great you. to be here, although I'm at my house. Now, you are a father of four. Correct. A Jew. Correct. An immigrant. Having True. naturalized, um, being a naturalized citizen from Chile. I actually acquired citizenship oh, okay. before splitting hairs about it uh, automatically after my parents became citizens when I was about 11. And on top of all that, an immigration lawyer. Correct. Now, um, in 2016, you were a Bernie Sanders delegate. You hosted him here at your house. Also true. And um, today, you're having Elizabeth Warren. You're backing Elizabeth Warren in the Democratic primary for the 2020 presidential election. Correct? I am. Okay, so Ron, my first question is, what's changed? Well, 2020 is not 2016. Uh, at the time, we had limited choices in 2015 when this all got underway. I appreciated Bernie Sanders' platform. I had followed him for a long time. I share many of his values, and I thought he was an important voice and really sort of putting forward a discussion that, that mattered a lot. And having been a, a participant or a victim of a number of New Hampshire primaries by now, I assess candidates early and try to pick the one that lines up the best with my vision, with my values, with my priorities. And in and advance of 2020, I think Elizabeth Warren is that person. Okay, and um, you are an immigration lawyer, as I've said, and immigration, according to the recent New Hampshire polls, is the number three issue on the minds of voters, and obviously it's in the news a lot. The Trump administration says that um, the asylum system is being abused by immigration lawyers. In fact, then Attorney General Jeff Sessions described some immigration lawyers as dirty immigration lawyers. Do you agree that there's fraud and abuse in the asylum system? in the United States? Do I agree that there is some detectable, statistically measurable fraud and abuse? Yes. Do I believe that's the cause of our problems and that it's at the scale that we are being told it is? Absolutely not. Now, you told uh, WMUR-TV this week that Elizabeth Warren's plan on immigration is, quote, well articulated and well thought out. It balances the need to be more humane and compassionate with the need to keep a secure border and have some measure of immigration enforcement, close quote. My question is, why is Elizabeth Warren a better candidate to handle the immigration policy for the United States than Bernie Sanders? Well, I'm not a single-issue voter, and immigration is obviously very important to me personally and professionally, but that's not the only basis for my decision as to whom I'm going to support. That said, Elizabeth Warren's plan is already much further along and well-developed than most, if not all, of the other plans we've seen. The only other person talking about immigration at this level seems to be Julian Castro. But Bernie had ideas and, and also priorities, but didn't reach the specificity that Elizabeth Warren has, has reached now. And her plan addresses everything from changing some of the culture within the enforcement and processing agencies to creating Article I courts with more independence to decriminalizing the reentry aspect of immigration, a lot of more technical and you know, what I call this sort of immigration nerd aspect of the issue. Now, in 2016, Bernie Sanders beat Hillary Clinton in the New Hampshire primary by 22 percentage points. 
and received the most votes ever received in a New Hampshire primary. The difference between the candidates then was often described in terms of progressive versus moderate, insider versus outsider. Themes this time around seem to differentiate the various progressive contenders couched in terms a little different. And in one particular um, example, there's um, capitalist versus socialist. Elizabeth Warren describes herself as a capitalist. My question to you is, do you consider yourself a capitalist? I, I guess I do if I'm forced to pin myself down with a label. I, I have uh, owned my own business in the form of a small law firm for almost 10 years. I therefore have knowledge about what it takes to run a business, create jobs. My business started with just me, and now I have a total of six, seven people and working with or for me. So I appreciate and understand that. I believe in trying to do good by doing well, or maybe it's by doing well by doing good. But that said, even in 2015, 2016, I would refer to Bernie's economic approach as an attempt to basically create capitalism with a conscience. And Elizabeth Warren, not only does she have a handle on this, this is one of the marquee issues of her entire very impressive career, is to basically say we are a capitalist society, but it cannot run unchecked. And we are seeing what happens when capitalism runs unchecked. The wealth inequality continues to grow. We're seeing macroeconomic numbers that, that are extremely positive, while most people who work for a living are still struggling and are not getting the benefit of those big economic gains. Do you think it's important that the Democratic nominee for the presidency is a capitalist? I, I'm going to defer on that question. I don't know that it makes any difference, and I'm, I'm not a strategist or a, a pollster. I think the U.S. is a capitalistic country, but we are kidding ourselves if we think that just being unregulated capitalistic society will somehow lift all the boats. I mean, we know trickle-down economics doesn't work, and we're just seeing, whether it's with tax cuts or whether we're seeing how there's an attempt to suppress any rise in the minimum wage, that it is hard for people, for many people, who work for a living to have a decent standard of living and to access the trappings of the American dream as we've been promised. I mean, one of the greatest points about Elizabeth Warren is how she shares her story that her mother saved her family financially off of a minimum wage job. You cannot do that in America in 2019. It's now, not possible. You are the father of millennials. From your perch, what do millennials want? for their father to leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> what do uh, they need? I think it's very important to do something about educational debt. And, you know, I'm a 50-year-old lawyer who's still got student loans. I'm paying college tuition. I'm paying preschool because I have a three-year-old, almost four-year-old. And really, yeah, okay. student debt is an albatross around an entire generation's neck. It just limits their career opportunities. It limits their ability to do service-oriented work, nonprofit work, you know, social justice work. But it also it limits their ability to travel. It limits their ability to think about home ownership. You know, home ownership historically was one of the biggest drivers of a stable and successful American economy. And all of these options are being limited 
because the educational costs are skyrocketing and it doesn't seem to be the best return on investment to come out with 30, 40, 50 or more $1,000 in student debt. What do you say to the millennials that point to Bernie Sanders' plan of free college and erase all student debt compared to Senator Warren's plan of erasing up to $50,000 and providing public education, free public education? I say that I'm old enough and grizzled enough at this point to know that the reality if we achieve and when we achieve this is going to be somewhere in the middle. So I think they're both excellent plans. One of the reasons that Elizabeth Warren appeals to me in particular this time is because she balances her idealism with pragmatism and she effectively refuses to propose anything until she's figured out how it's going to work. And all you have to do is check any of her published plans to understand that she tells you how it's going to work, she tells you how you're going to pay for it. Now, you describe yourself in public introductions as a Jew. Correct. And um, my question is, how does your religion affect your decision to support Elizabeth Warren, if at all? It doesn't. I grew up as a Reformed Jew. I was a bit of a lapsed Jew. I didn't really participate formally in going to synagogue or or doing much by way of ritual for probably 15 years. And then after the massacre in Pittsburgh at Tree of Life last fall, October, I returned to Temple and rejoined my synagogue and have uh, had that re-enter my my life in a way that's, that's affirming and familiar. I don't even know what I believe when it comes to to God and all of that. What matters to me is what we do here. And the people who live their faith, uh, I have a lot of respect for them. I do a lot of rallies, I do, I've been involved in protests, and I find myself more and more often among the faith community. And these are people I respect tremendously because they've not lost sight of the origin of their religious beliefs, which is an origin of acceptance and tolerance and kindness. And the people who are so harsh but call themselves Christians, I personally do not understand that ideology and how people live that way. Are you concerned at all with the Trump administration's policies with respect to Israel? Uh, It's not the highest priority issue for me. I have family in Israel. I care about Israel. I care about the security of the Middle East, the sort of geopolitical situation there. Um, that's all I'll say on that for now. Okay. What do you think is the Trump campaign's biggest weakness going into 2020? Again, I'm not a political strategist. I think there are myriad weaknesses. And what I hope beyond hope is that the people who've been more agnostic or who've sort of sat it out understand and appreciate the stark differences that will be presented regardless of who the Democratic nominee is and assuming that the president is in a position to run for re-election next year and will make a decision based on the America we want and not let effectively a very loud minority dictate the next four plus years of our public life. Okay, last question. What do you think Elizabeth Warren can offer, if anything, to the Fox News audience? 
Well, she grew up in a family of Republicans. Her brothers, I don't know if all of them, but most of them served in the military. She has gone into conservative bastions and because she is true to herself, because she has a very clearly defined set of core beliefs, she comes across as authentic because she is and people appreciate that. And at the end of the day, America is supposed to be about working hard and getting ahead. And she's dedicated her entire academic and political career to making that happen for more and more people. If you are a working person, you should support Elizabeth Warren because she's been in your corner from the beginning because she is you. Well, Ron Abramson, thank you so much for joining Keep Up. Thank you. Thank you.